We, we have to have structure, of course we do. But I actually think it kind of um, ties our hands behind our back mm -hmm. because we're not actually um, using all of the people resources that God has placed within the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So I would love our congregations to be places of equipping and sending uh, rather than like little holy huddles. Welcome everyone to episode three of the Lead Forward podcast. I'm your host, Dave Funk. Today we are concluding what we started in episode two as we hear more from Derek Hamry, Leanne McAllister, and Cam Milliken. These three amazing leaders stepped into churches that were on the verge of death and uh, helped revitalize and turn them around. So please enjoy part two of these turnaround stories. So you're talking about prayer and inspiring hard work but eventually you got to start looking at mm -hmm. your at your friends you got to look yeah. at your community yeah. Yeah. explain a little bit about that because i think that really creates turnaround is all yeah. of a sudden we're turning around we're not looking at ourselves yes. we're actually yeah. turning around it's and huge. we're looking at who god is asking yeah. us huge to care for sure. and to be a neighbor to so it's just you know you had a party well, kind I, of yeah, I know for us it's very tangible in how we touch our community we we had a lady who had a vision to open a clothes closet and we're in the heart of Burnaby. We're in a very mixed neighborhood. Uh, and so we started with a closed closet, used clothes. Well, everybody has used clothes. And people started coming. We started doing family movie nights. And we would, we would invite, we would have, you know, kids movies and do free family movie nights. with, And we would flyer the community like no tomorrow. We'd have yeah. flyering parties, pizza flyering, flyering parties, <laughs> barbecue flyering parties. And we'd always put food because we'd sucker yeah. them into the food and then send them out. And people started coming. They just started coming. And now we do food banks and family nights. And mm -hmm. we we prayed. We prayed. We want. I prayed, God, give us a bus. I don't believe bus ministry's dead. Yeah. And we never got a bus, but a man phoned up and said, I've got a used van I'll give you. Two weeks later, not the used van didn't show up. A brand new wow. 2015 van showed up. Wow. He said, I'll give it to you. And he said, when you fill that, I'll buy you a bus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we just started saturating our yeah. community, going out and doing stuff, just yes. meeting them on their terms. Yeah. Not not always expecting them to come, but meeting them on their terms. Tell your, uh, I remember calling you one day on the phone and you had just uh, solved the the pothole problem in your in your foyer. Or, so not your foyer, in your foyer. We were losing people from the pothole in the foyer. That, <laughs> was, right that wasn't working real well, though. That's how the bad members leave, through the pothole in the foyer. Yeah. But your uh, parking lot story, it's yeah. an absolutely crazy story. Well, we our parking lot like, was a mess. It's ridiculous yeah. story. And a guy came, knocked on the door, and said, we've got some extra asphalt. You were praying, we, were you well, talking we, about this earlier? Yeah, something? well, we were praying. We need my parking lot. It was a mess. Like, your car comes in and it disappears and comes out and you need a 4x4 four four <laughs> in the parking lot. Parking right lot. in Burnaby. Who's going to come rains. into your parking lot? Yeah, you can swim in our puddles. And we were praying, God, and there was a knock on the door and a guy came and said, I've got some leftover asphalt. We've been doing a job for the city. I don't want to take this back to the yard. Do you want it? <laughs> Do I want it? Do I want it? I, yes, I want yeah. it. We stood there and said, I watched the guy. I got pictures of it. And I just... I said to the guy, you are a, a, you are a miracle of God. And he was like, I one of these asphalt. <laughs> and I'm like, you're a miracle of God. Yeah, whatever. I just get our stuff. But that's, yeah. God just yeah. continued to do that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Because I, I believe, we believe that we had a purpose to be there. Mm -hmm. And we still do. Where that mm -hmm. church was never to close down. You mm -hmm. said that mm -hmm. when Gallardi's mm -hmm. walked in. Mm -hmm. I don't believe God wants to shut down any church. Mm -hmm. That's a defeat. Yeah. 
a win is that the church flourishes yeah. and God does something mm-hmm. in it. And he'll just bring people, and we got to be open to that. Yeah. And, you know, you asked an interesting question earlier, Dave. You said, why don't some guys experience that? And I don't know, because I don't know some guys. Or girls. Or girls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I know a lot of great women leaders. And I don't know why they don't experience those things. And I, I'd really like to know why, because I just, I, I, I just it kind of baffles me when you say, God, I'm here to do it. God just comes on board with you and away you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. And I know every situation is not like mm-hmm. ours where it's easy, but it really does baffle me yeah. as to, to why. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's a good question to ask. You know, I think it could be about <clears throat> failure, maybe, uh, or a reticence to take risk. Uh, certain personalities uh, don't want to risk. But uh, when it comes to the community, uh, and, you know, we sit around and tell stories, and most of them are the stories of victory. Mm-hmm. But there were lots of stories of defeat. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you just have to experiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, I think the most important thing is that you're ready to roll at a moment's notice. Yeah. Uh, again, God's creating something. See it and ride it. Some things we did worked really well, and some things didn't. And then we were like, we're not doing that again. It's not worth the time, the energy, and the money. So let's put our time and energy into something else. Yeah. And so you're experimenting. You're, you're, the tenacity, it's, 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 you're not letting go. You're going to build bridges. It's not, about, it's not about whether you are or are not. You are. And then you try a whole bunch of things, and, and, and some of them will work and have success, and God will bless them. But I think people give up too early. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we fear failure, mm-hmm. and some guys get very discouraged by failure, and we all do. I mean, it's but it's what you do with the failure, and we've certainly had our failures. And I tried a lot of things where nobody showed up, and you went, "Okay, yeah. <laughs> you go home and went." That's well, when you I get an E for effort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you learn from it. You learn yeah. what not yes, to do, do the next time mm-hmm. and what to do yeah. the next time, and that's how I view it. Is out of the failure of it, what did I learn? Not so much not to do, but what to do the next time. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a very good point. You, there were, we, we don't talk about the failures, yeah. and there are many. But you have to just say, I, this isn't going to defeat me. Uh, I'm going to rise above this. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 in the big picture of things, it, it's not the thing that, that yeah. I am or that we are. If I, if I could choose a hashtag for my life of where I'm at right now, it would be I try things. Mm-hmm. Because I just do. Yeah. Um, and it, being a part of the, this turnaround story has um, made me, and I, again, it's not reckless. It's no. just mm-hmm. try it. Yeah, yeah, See, yeah. do a pilot project. Yes. Mm-hmm. Try, you know? Yes. I used to be so um, tied to perfection, um, understanding how everything's going to roll out before I start the first step, and mm-hmm. that's not how God works. You just step by step by step, try things yeah. and yeah. Uh, enjoy the ride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. And I believe in a, in a greater context is you have not also because you try not. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you don't try, That's very good. Um, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree, you just got to try. Yeah. And, and the culture allows for us so many natural opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just look at the culture. And go, okay, well, there's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Hmm, could we do something for our community on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day? Oh, there's Easter. Could we do something mm-hmm. on Easter? You know, uh, Canada Day. Could we do something on Canada? Uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Uh, the culture is actually standing there going, 
someone want to help us party on New Year's Eve or yeah, whatever? Yeah. And you just go, yeah. there it is. Let's get on board. and With what's already happening. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And bringing the gospel with us yeah. and yeah. planting yeah. it. Right. One of the first wins that we had, it was funny because um, it, was, it was actually a global uh, concern. And it was uh, a hurricane that had struck. Uh, I thought you were going to say Y2K. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> no, that came later. And we did. They, we bu- did. they we... built that bunker yes. and it, it went over yes. huge. That we night. had a great party. Uh, actually, the, the, no, it was a global, it was uh, a hurricane. And, uh, and, and some Spanish. Cologne, it, it, I, don't, I don't remember no, a hurricane in No, Cologne. but we had fires. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that became fire. an opportunity to. Exactly. Everything yeah. becomes an, an opportunity. opportunity. That's good. Um, I mean, I was out of the bed. When, when, on the fires, I was out of the bed, down at the community center, looking for an opportunity yeah. like that. What can I do? Yeah. And people were phoning and going, what are we going to do, Pastor? What are we going to yeah. See, yeah. they had already been they trained. Already yeah, yeah. They knew that they an knew evacuation that, yeah. was happening, and they knew that Emmanuel would be center. Yeah. But before that, um, there was this hurricane in Central America, and there was a Spanish committee in the Okanagan that were looking to do something. So they phoned all the big churches, and all the big churches said, oh, well, you know, we'd have to get approval from the board, and, and then it would be a, a logistical problem to have a gathering center. They, and this guy phones me. I pick up, I'm like, Cam, sitting in the office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the phone. <laughs> Hello. And... Uh, he, he says, hey, you know about the hurricane? Yeah, I know about the hurricane. He goes, we're, we're a Spanish group, and we're wanting, you know, to gather tents and, and uh, stuff. And we're just wondering, could we use Emmanuel Church as the Okanagan drop-off center? And I go, yep. And, this, and it's totally silent on the other end of the phone. He goes, pardon? Yeah. And I go, yep, yep. When do you want to start? Yeah. And he goes, like, Really? And I'm like, what's your problem? You asked? I'm saying yes. Like, let's get it on, you know, TV, radio, newspapers. I'm thinking free publicity. And he goes, I've just phoned five or six churches and was shut down by all of them. Do you think as leaders, sometimes our default is no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe those leaders that Cam was asking about. There's your answer. <laughs> I, I, yeah. You gotta be yes, and it has you gotta to be, be why not, and you and gotta quickly. be why not, and quickly. Yeah. Why not? You don't have time to dilly daddle. No, we're like yeah. in we're in an OR. People are dying. Like yeah. get to work. Yeah. Why can't we? Why can't we help? Why not? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. You, you know, can I just go back to one other thing, sort of that I I think, and I know for me, I it was a, a an important part of when I agreed to pastor the church, and that was, and it was good because it was a really small church. I needed to have a lot of one-on-one sit-downs oh, yeah. and conversations yeah. with people. Yeah. And I purposely, now again, there's only 20 people, so you could do that within a week, very easily, two a day, and you're yeah. done. It's, it's wonderful. But I, I purposely, because I, I, you identify very, very quickly who the, the key yep. people are. And by key, I don't necessarily mean mm-hmm. key supportive people. They could be key, very negative people. Yeah. And I, I made it a point, which is not a strong point of mine, but I made it a point and I worked really hard at it to have one-on-ones with all of them and to share my heart mm-hmm. and to hear their heart and how they'd been hurt, wounded, whatever, because yeah. everybody had a yeah. story. Yes. And then to, to and I, I actually would ask them for a commitment. Could you just commit to trying? And I would always use the trying, to trying to come on board with us. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me also, that was a very key 
point yeah. um, because they for so long in our church anyway had felt left out of the equation they had felt they weren't a part of of the 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 vision of the church or the DNA even of the church they had sort of you just come and that's what you do mm-hmm. and I realized that they were many of them wounded broken people mm-hmm. who needed to sit with their pastor and get it out, blah, yeah. mm-hmm. that some of it was not pretty and some of it was aimed at you, even though you weren't even there, mm-hmm. and to just try and, and say, look, I, I just need you. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying that, I just need you. We, I did that. Um, this is early on, before Doug and Linda joined mm. us, all of that. Um, and I would, you know, it was good, but we were changing. Mm-hmm. And they could feel it. I mean, young adults were coming uh, a lot of them. And it's so funny because they had prayed for years and years. We're mm-hmm. right by a university. Mm-hmm. The young adults mm-hmm. started coming, you know, and then I see people getting upset because yeah. he's yeah. sitting in my seat and doesn't yeah. he know that, you he's know, wearing a hat. Going, oh, he's wearing a hat in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or jeans or whatever. So it was, yeah. I would have those one on ones, but fast forward about three years out of that original 40, we retained maybe 25% yeah. of them. Yeah. And I had to, I had to get comfortable with that yeah that um as as their worlds were changing even though maybe it wasn't functional they still felt really comfortable there yeah and so here we come in with saying no there's more for fort langley Mm -hmm. there's more for this Mm -hmm. small village and people say yeah yeah we've been praying about it but when it actually begins to happen around them oh my goodness Yeah. Yeah. yeah and to come along with compassion i mean i would i would meet with people with basically exit interviews. Yeah. They didn't know that's what they were doing, but it was mm-hmm. a connection mm-hmm. and closure yeah. and making sure that they were going to be connecting somewhere and, and blessing them. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. it's, it's, it's hard it for is. people to make yeah. changes. Yeah, it is. Let me, uh, let me ask you one final question um, as it relates to the future and uh, your friendships, your uh, interests for the well-being of churches across our district. What would what would be your greatest wish if you if you could if you could wish a wish for our our churches, our leaders across the district? What would you wish for as it relates to church revitalization and turnaround churches? What's your prayer? What's your wish? What's your dream uh, for your friends in ministry? What comes to your mind? I think that. Uh, on the DLT, um, we deal with a lot of our churches uh, at different stages. And uh, Jim Collins writes a book, Why the Mighty Have Fallen. And I've used that book. It's a secular book, but I've used the principles of that book. Um, there's five stages of decline that Jim Collins talks about. It's after 2008 when some of the biggest companies in North America collapsed. Yeah. And Jim Collins was like, well, how can these companies collapse? Yeah. And so he writes this book about five stages. And um, uh, the first stage is uh, hubris out of success. In other words, pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then he talks about uh, greed, that you're going after things that you shouldn't be going after, maybe a name. Uh, and then the third is that people come to you and you ignore them. You're not listening to the credit. You're not listening to, to the data. You're ignoring it. Um, you're delusional. And th- then the fourth stage is that you are uh, now grasping for the silver bullet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're in decline and you're like, oh, what are we going to do? And you're grasping mm-hmm. for things. And then the fifth stage is that uh, you capitulate to death. He basically says that once you've hit stage five, there is no turning back. Mm-hmm. So my hope is that in our cycle at stage three or stage four, mm-hmm. our churches, our leaders are not delusional. Mm-hmm. I find way too many uh, leaders that are delusional. They're just out to lunch. They don't. They 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 are not facing the reality right. of their church, of yeah. their community, yeah. of their decline. They're not measuring. Yeah. They're not measuring. Yeah. Uh, Bill Hybel says that facts are your friends. Yeah. And when the facts come in, Natural Church Health Survey, whatever. When the facts come in, and your leadership are not courageous enough to deal with the facts then you capitulate and death is on your doorstep. So my prayer is that people would wake up, Mm -hmm. they would see life as it is, but then if you roll this tape back, go back to what we started with, they are filled with a vision from God, they are filled with faith, Mm -hmm. and they believe for a turnaround. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's that's my hope. Well done. Yeah. Grant it, Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I would agree with Derek. I... You know, I, I know there'll be people watching this maybe in situations that'll be saying, oh, yeah, it worked for you, but you're not where I am or you're not in the situation I am. And I know for me, coming from sort of a Canadian megachurch to a Canadian nothing, <laughs> nothing, uh, I, I had to really focus on the fact that I, I, I'm not setting my sights on anything other than seeing people come to Jesus mm-hmm and being the best I can be in this church. And all of the things Derek talked about, some self-realizations of who I am and who I was, some changing of my thought patterns, mm-hmm. uh, that was huge because I'm, I was 50 years old when I came and been in ministry for 28 years. Sometimes it's hard to teach mm-hmm. an old dog new tricks, but I really had to. And I, that was through a lot of prayer, mm-hmm. through bringing people around me that I knew that could mentor me and walk with me through a district that supported me. Um, and and I, I just, I, I, my hope and my prayer would be churches that are either struggling or in decline, that somehow those pastors somehow would find a rejuvenation yeah. and a revitalization to say, I don't need to be a mega church. That's yeah. not what it's about. Mm-hmm. I just want to be yeah. a vibrant yeah. place yeah. where Jesus is seen mm-hmm. and people are attracted. Mm-hmm. I was watching a video of Tim Keller uh, not long ago with our leadership team. And Tim Keller made this statement that is just ground into my heart. And the statement was, if your church closed today, would your community feel the effects mm-hmm. of that? Mm-hmm. And I li- I want to live that every day, that if CCA closed today, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, would, would Burn- my community in Burnaby feel the effects of yeah. CCA not being there? And so for me, that's my, mm-hmm. that, and, and I think it has to come from leadership down. Yep. That's my desire. Right. Uh, and I want people to come on board who have that, and God is doing that. And so I, for those who are frustrated, and, and I know there's plenty of those stories out there too, I just pray, just you know, dig in to, to find that revitalization, right whatever good. it is. All done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love people to evaluate what they're doing what they're a part of and, you know, be involved in a critique process of forms. The function, our function doesn't change, but forms are constantly changing, right? And I think one of the things at Living Waters that I appreciated was um, 
even that there was room for me as a woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our, our leadership structure is quite flattened at the church. I mean, I think there's people that would come in there that wouldn't understand that Doug is the lead pastor mm-hmm. until maybe, you know, the fifth Sunday kind of thing. Everyone's really clear on roles and responsibilities. But the whole idea is that people are empowered mm-hmm. with the gifts yeah. that God has given them. Mm-hmm. And they're given uh, the ability and the resources yeah, yeah. to walk mm-hmm. forward. And I think some of our our old models, particularly of like, you know, senior pastor and all this hierarchical stuff. And I, mm-hmm. we, we have to have structure. Of course we do. But I actually think it kind of... Um, ties our hands behind our back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we're not actually um, using all of the people resources that God has placed within the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. So I would love our congregations to be places of equipping and sending uh, rather than like little holy huddles. Mm -hmm. I would love to see, um, you know, women and men working together in partnership and all that that would mean, and um, yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm, I feel it more than I can yeah, articulate. Yeah, I can it. tell. Yeah. And, and all of you are very empathetic to uh, friends and colleagues in ministry, and mm-hmm. we so deeply appreciate um, you lending your hearts to people. Inspiring stories today. Like what an what an incredible, inspiring uh, time that we've had together. And thanks for serving mm-hmm. so well where you are. And I know that there's good days ahead. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. I can't get over all those stories from Derek and Leanne and Cam. Uh, the great work of those incredible leaders uh, is fantastic. There's always hope when we trust God and when we partner with Him by putting in the hard work to see His church flourish. Hey, would you do me a favor? Uh, if you haven't already, please go to iTunes and subscribe. Uh, write a review as well. Uh, post a link to social media to get the word out there about the podcast. And as always, please feel free to email us, info at leadforward.ca. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time for episode four of the Lead Forward podcast. Mm-hmm.